Jersey, not because I am Brett, I'm Allie, but we had a friend leave us two weeks ago. He spoke and he wore a jersey and it was the Vikings jersey. And so to give a shout out to our brother Flav, that's why I'm wearing the jersey. So that is why. So I'm Allie and I am a new creation. I found my identity in Christ. I love Jesus. I love Communitas. Communitas has been a place where I've been able to be safe and have fun and try out new things and mess up and still be loved. I like to dance in my car and I like Christian rap music, honestly. I can't help it. And tonight we are going to talk about some fun things and so I'm just going to say a quick prayer before we jump in and we'll just see where we go. So, Father, God, I thank you that you are here and that you are moving. And I ask, Lord, that your safety would come down, that the children here tonight, your children, would feel safe. As they look into their hearts, Lord, I ask that you would create an atmosphere down here on earth like it is in heaven. Bless this night, in Jesus' name, amen. And tonight we're going to be talking about healing. Um, There are different kinds of healing, and we are going to talk about inner healing tonight. Um, There's physical, there's emotional, spiritual, and we're going to talk about the inner stuff. And my prayer for you guys tonight is to leave you with some tools. It's not an equation. It's not something where if you go A, B, and then you'll get C. But these are going to be tools that you guys can put in your belt to use when times come up where you find a memory or an area that needs healing. So that's what we're going to do. Um, so like I said, very basic tools. We're just going to thumbprint what you, inner healing is. Um, they may work. Some may not. It's Like I said, it's not an equation. These are tools. Because all healing looks different. In the Bible, you'll notice that all healing is different the way Jesus did it. And so I, I'm assuming it's going to be like that down here too. So before we get into a, just a little bit of my testimony, why don't we look at something that Jesus did. So why don't we open up our Bibles to Luke 17:11. And I've heard this passage used in quite a few different healing circles. So why not use it at Communitas? This is a very cool passage. Luke 17, 11 through 17. As Jesus continued on toward Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. Is that Samaria? Is that right? Yes. Samaria. As he entered a village there, ten lepers stood out at a distance crying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, go show yourselves to the priest. And they went, and they are cleansed of their leprosy. So what does that mean, you guys? Verbiage, I mean verbiage. What does that mean? They were healed. And what kind of healing was that? Physical. Physical healing. So let's go on. You guys got that. Fifteen. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan, and when Jesus asked him, Didn't I heal ten more? Where are the other nine? No one has returned to give the glory to God except this foreigner. And Jesus said to the man, Stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. So that it's kind of interesting. And what I'm going to say is an interpretation of this passage. So you need to weigh it yourself. But what the way I've heard it, the way I've been, the, the way I've heard it from other healing ministries, and just kind of what I, I'm agreeing with here is that he was healed physically, healed first, and then Jesus says again, "I've healed you." 
And so if he's already been healed physically, then it could possibly mean that he was healed emotionally or spiritually, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's what I kind of want to get into this um get into tonight like our, our brother the, the leper i mean he got he was healed physically and now he just got healed spiritually or emotionally and, and some people call that inner healing inner healing is i quote calling up suppressed or hurtful memories in order to deal with them it's the healing of memories inner healing healing what's inside of you can i have everyone raise their hand who has ever had a memory before of any kind happy sad good bad whatever can i see you raise your hands Hello! <laughs> All of us, huh? All of us have memories. That's amazing. And unfortunately, what happens is growing up in a fallen world where there's hurt and pain and fear, what can happen to those memories is that that can come onto those memories. Those kind of things can kind of like not attach itself, but it just comes upon that memory and can, you can carry that for a while. The picture I get is picture a memory as a box. So we have a box of a memory, and you're inside of that box. And when you get hurt, what happens is that hurt will wrap around the box. And sometimes what can happen is, during a different situation that will come at you that is similar to the hurt box, you will look out to that situation through your hurt and react in a way where you're reacting from your hurt. Do you guys understand? Sometimes that can happen. And so um, what we want to do is we want to take that memory and bring healing to it so God can take away that hurt and then fill you back up and protect that memory. I have, personally, a, a, very, um, a very intense testimony. I, I, I have an amazing testimony, and God is so good, and he's just, <laughs> he's, oh, yeah, he's awesome. And he, when I came back to the Lord... God did some instant healing in my life, instantaneously. I didn't need to work through anything. It was just like instantaneously healing. But then after a year of coming back for that first year, God had to very, um, had to go very deep and started working a lot of things for that first year. And then after that, um, anytime I felt led by the spirit, I've gone in to get prayer. If something has come up that I just needed more healing in. And so, um, Back in November of last year, I started sensing again that God wanted me to go in and get healing. And I didn't honestly know what it was for. So what I did was I told my parents, and they set up someone to just meet with me and and just pray over me. And um, what happened, though, is right before I went into my appointment, if you want to call it that, I was talking with a friend, and my friend said something to me. And you, just a, a little background, I was, I was getting really riled up. I was talking about this thing, and I was just like, just going at it, just speaking, and blah, blah, just, just totally like, just blah, all over her. And she said something to me, and what happened was, when, I, when she spoke that to me, this door inside my heart opened. And what I saw inside was, shocked me. What had happened was, memories from... <laughs> before I was saved, or whatever you want to call it, started surfacing up again. I forgot about those memories. And I'm going to share one memory with you, and that memory was how awful my ex-boyfriend was. He was very controlling, very domineering. He controlled me by fear. He controlled my life. He threatened me, and he was a bully. How did I forget that? 
I had absolutely no memory. If someone a year ago would have asked me, you know, have you ever been in a serious relationship? I would have been like, yeah, I was in a relationship. It didn't work out. We didn't get along. It just, it just wasn't meant to be. But now, after this door had opened up, I started experiencing pain and fear. I was terrified. And I was reacting out of that, that fear. And I don't know if it was God's grace that blinded me until I was ready to deal with this stuff, because this was at least three and a half years ago, or if it was just I'd stuffed it so deep inside because it was just a way of survival. But either way, this stuff was now coming to the light. And I was shocked in the, what, the way I was... Um, reacting to other things. You know, I thought I had good relationships with people, and I started realizing and seeing the way I was reacting to other people, and it wasn't good. I was scared. I was pushing people back as far as I could go. And even looking deeper, like even um, friendships with men were really functional. It wasn't the way it was supposed to be. It wasn't very healthy. And I could go maybe like five minutes before just wanting to just push back and just run away. I never noticed that before. And what it was, if, let's go back to the memory box. It was me being 20 years old again, reacting to the present day situation. And that's what was going on. And I didn't know what was happening, but now I saw this. And when we see the certain stuff coming up like that, we have some options of what to do. And what I've been doing for the last three and a half years besides ignoring it and stuffing it was I was running from it. And we can do all sorts of things in this world to cover that hurt and that pain up. We can do drugs, we can eat, we can exercise a lot, we can totally ignore it until it just explodes. We can do a lot of stuff, but we could also have the Spirit and be in partnership with the Spirit and let Him lead you into healing. And I chose the Holy Spirit. That's what I'm talking about. You know, I thought I took care of this stuff. You know, back back when when I broke up with this guy or whatever, like I, I forgave him very easily. I was just like, all right, I forgive you. You know, I didn't say it to his face or anything, but you know, it just in my heart, it was a very simple prayer. Thought I was over with it, but now I'm seeing that I wasn't, and it was just it, my heart was not the nicest heart at this moment. Um, I love the verse in Romans seven. It says, "What a wretched man I am, who will rescue me from this body of death." Thanks be to God, Jesus Christ, our Lord. 1 Corinthians 15, 55. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, he gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And do you guys notice, like, it's saying, ugh, I'm an awful person. But he gives us victory, and to give thanks. And so, and that was one thing that I had to learn was I had to position myself every day, even when I didn't want to, to keep my heart open. I had to give thanks. I had to praise God. And so, you know, what does it mean when you have to open your heart up, heart out, heart out? (laughs) What does it mean when you have to open your heart when it's hard? Back in sixth grade, my, my best friend and I, we went to this carnival. And at the carnival, it started storming really bad. And so we started walking home, and it was getting like the, the sky was just green and black. It was, it was time to run. And so we're just booking it as hard as we can to try and get out of the storm. The little sixth grader, I, I, we probably weren't going that fast, but it felt like we were just like lightning down the road. And what happened, though, was the storm caught up to us. And I heard, I'll never forget it, I heard the rain falling behind me, and it came closer and closer, and it just downpoured on us, and then it just kept on going. And so that's how it's been for me. I can hear the rain coming. In this healing process, it's been hearing that storm coming, and then the storm coming, and then leaving. And I I learned from this inner healing teacher, his name is Leif, and he's actually going to be at the equipping conference. He does this whole thing on eagles, and how in the Bible, eagles can represent some things. Um, Prophecy is one. 
um, God talks about eagles as himself, but he also talks about how we are eagles. And it, actually, he found out through this research and stuff that um, the Bible references eagles towards us the most. And so what he did was he decided, to, let's, let's check out eagles. So he started watching their habits and everything like that. And what he found was that golden eagles will do two things when a storm comes. They will do one where they rise up when the storm comes and stays up in the higher ground. Or they will, two, find like a huge branch, because golden eagles are big. They'll find this huge branch, and they'll hang on with their claws and let the wind and storm pass them. And so for me, I wasn't able to fly up against this. I needed to be in my storm, and so I would stand there. I would, I, honestly, I would feel God's hand in my hand during those times when I heard the storm running. It was you know, having to keep your heart open and still giving thanks and being in the storm. And this is kind of how uh, inner healing will work. It's, it's a layering process. It's kind of, some people will say it's like an onion, where they'll peel off a layer, and then there's more, and they'll peel off a layer, and then there's more, and just... They're wearing some t-shirts that say Team Ninja on them. That is awesome. (laughs) I love ninjas. Something about me, I love them. They're the awesomest things in the world. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, wow. (laughs) So... What the Holy Spirit can do is that he can bring back a memory. Oh. How do you do it? Hello? Hello? Okay. Thank you. So what he can do is the Holy Spirit can bring back a memory. And sometimes that memory can be through a circumstance. It can be through a sound. It can be through a person or a smell. Um, it can be through a lot of things. So we don't have to be afraid when um, memories come back. Psalm 145.13 says the Lord keeps all his promises. And that's another thing that I had to hang on to during this past season of my life. Do you guys know what his promises are? No. Sometimes that's all I had. I would, I encourage you guys, like, go home tonight and start finding out what does he promise us. And then hang on to those. Use those as, like, your sword to fight against things. For me, I needed to know that he would never leave or forsake me. Because when I would go to him in these memories, I started seeing God. God started showing himself in these memories when I would go to him. And now I'm at a point when if a memory comes back from what I was going through, I am tell- I'm asking, I'm pleading, God, where were you in this? Mm-hmm. And it's so cool because for some reason when I see him, he's there holding me. He is there crying with me. He has been there by sending me just his comfort. I felt comfort. I felt peace. And what happens during that time, God, for some reason, the memory will stay and he will stay. But the pain and the hurt and the fear will leave. And so that's my first tool for you guys. Asking Jesus to show himself in the memory. And there, I, I guess there's some big fancy word about it. I don't know how to pronounce it, so I'm not going to say it. But it's, it's a tool that other people use. And it's basically Jesus saying, I'm going to take the pain out of that memory. And the reason why he can do that is because he's not confined in time, praise the Lord. He can go back to when I was 20 years old and all these things happened. He can go back to when I was a high school or middle school. Or he can go back 10 minutes ago if something hurt me that bad. 
Do you see what I'm saying? And thanks, thanks be to God that He's able to do that. He's such a good Father. And you know, memories don't have to be traumatic. If there's pain, if there's hurt, He wants to take that. He paid for that. And so once that happened for me, the next step is walking out that healing. I've had to take the time, and it has been a lot of time, of relearning how to react in more of a healthy way in relationships. It's like the 20-year-old Allie going against present-day Allie and trying to figure out who, who's, who's doing it now. Who is the one reacting when a person comes up to me and starts talking to me? <laughs> Prayers before this season... just love that. Prayers before this season was, Lord, mold me. Lord, I surrender. Lord, make me into your image. What was I thinking? <laughs> Honestly, what was I thinking? Do you think the Father would not answer my prayers? <laughs> he is such a good Father. God's image is not broken. And what He did is He has taken my brokenness, and He has given me His wholeness, and He has taken that away from me. And He is the type of Father that knows us. He knew what was going on in my far- heart. Psalm 139. (laughs) He has examined my heart and knows everything. Everything about us. Do you think he'd just leave me there? No. He loves us too much to just leave us in our hurts and our pain, if we know it or not. I am that leper. I was that leper that got healed and came back to Jesus. And he's doing a complete work in me. Hallelujah. One of the things that surprised me um, as these memories started coming out was how angry and hurtful I was feeling about the person that had hurt me. And what happens when anger comes in, it can, it can turn to hatred, which it did with me, and that opens a door for the enemy to use. So we have the tool of asking God to come into our memories when they hurt, and now I'm going to give you the next tool, and I have to give credit to it because I heard it like, spoken so perfectly. Um, the Sozo team from Bethel Church, Redding, California, who got it from Carlos Anaconda, a pastor from Argentina, and they call it the Four Doors. Is it off again? No? Okay. And what this pastor believes is that all strongholds and issues stem from the opening of one of these four doors. So the first door is hatred, and it can start with bitterness, envy, gossip, or slander. The next door is fear. You can be a control freak, worry, a fear of failing, unbelief, anger, isolation, drunkenness, or drug use. The third door is sexual sin, adultery, fornication, lewdness, pornography, molestation, rape. The fourth door is a cult. So we're talking about sorcery, witchcraft, Ouija board, palm reading, astrology, and tarot cards. And so when you open this door, what can happen is wounds and lies can enter in. For me personally, I had the fear door open. I was very afraid. And I had memories literally just dripping with fear. I also had the door of hatred open. I didn't real I honestly had no clue how much I hated this person. My anger had seriously turned into hate. And I was so angry. I was seeing all just all this anger coming up. And I thought I had finished with him. And the way you close these doors is to forgive. You have to forgive them. And, you know, um, when I went through this process, my dad was actually with, and we're just doing the, the repeat after me kind of thing. Lord Jesus, I forgive so and so. And so first I repented for holding on to this. And then when we got to the part where it was like, okay, now I forgive so and so, 
I took like two seconds and thought about it. I was quiet for a second. It was in my mouth ready, but it was hard. Honestly, it was very hard. And so that's okay. You know, you have to forgive them. And sometimes people just don't get to that point. And we have such a great father that you can ask him, God, would you send down your spirit? And would you help me learn how to forgive this person? And so if that's something for you tonight, I ask that you guys do that during our ministry time. Ask God, God, would you send your spirit down? I need to forgive this person, and I do not know how. Matthew 6.15 says, If you refuse to give, forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. Forgiving does not take the person off scot-free. What forgiveness does is it takes you out of the judge's stand and allows God to take care of them, and it will take you out of prison. It's, and so what this is doing when we're forgiving people, and we're going to go back to the memory box now. So we have a box that's a memory. And when we forgive that person, that door shuts and the pain leaves. Now we have just an empty memory. And so you guys need to remember that once you forgive, let's, let's let some healing come in and heal you and cover that memory with protection so that nothing else can come back. You know, we don't know each other's stories, do we? We don't know where we're all coming from. We don't know, absolutely, not everyone, whatever everyone is doing, basically, is what I'm trying to say. And Matthew 7, 3 says, Why worry about a speck in your own friend's eye when you have a log in your own eye? This passage is talking about judging others. And when we see people, sometimes those people can be moving out of their own hurt. It's just that we have no clue. This one time, I got a speck in my eye, and it hurt. Like, I was ready to gorge my eye out, like, with a spoon. It hurt so bad. Like, my eyes watering. I couldn't see. It was awful. I was like, oh, my goodness. What is in my eye? And it turned out to be this little speck. And it dawned on me. Going back to this verse, if I had a log in my eye, can you imagine how much hurt I would have? Think about it. So when we treat others, we have no clue what God is doing in their life. This past year at Communitas, people had no clue what I was going through. And, you know, what I was fighting in the inside. And there has been healing, but it hasn't happened all at once. And it takes time. So with every kind word this past year that I've received, every smile has been a way for me to fight against and knock down lies. Every time someone, not even knowing it, allowed me to speak, what that was doing was giving me a weapon to tear down those walls that I had. They had no clue. You know, they had no clue that I wanted to run and scream at times. I had no clue that I was doing it. You know, sisters in the body, <laughs> you have no idea how much I needed to have fun during this time. I needed to have roommates to have spontaneous dance parties. I needed mango time, fancy pants time. I mean, all these fun times that I had, I needed them because after the storms, I needed to play in the puddles. And I needed friends to do that with me. You know, I needed to wear my ghetto man shorts that no one allows me to wear outside of the house at times. <laughs> my roommates won't let me. They're so comfortable, but they're, <laughs> they're ghetto, I guess. <laughs> so my next tool is community. I needed community, and so do you. Amen. When you are hurting, do not run and hide like I did. Because it has been so much easier having my friends behind me helping me during this time. Somebody say amen. 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 Community. Amen. 
This thing where I communitas and now it's community and it makes sense. That's our identity, you guys. Okay, anyway. Uh, <laughs> so God was fleshing out through you guys what I needed to without you guys even realizing it. It was the little things that I needed. I needed, you know, during this time, I, I have shared my whole story with a few people, and I, I needed them to really just call me out on things when I was hiding or call me out when I deflect, and they just they kept it real. They allowed me to be real with them. And going back to eagles, um, eagles do very cool things when another eagle's sick. What happens when eagles get sick is they will just stay stationary and they won't really move. They're too weak and they can't fly. And they and this leaf guy, the, the guy that I was telling you about earlier, he found out the only time a snake will try and attack and kill an eagle is when they are weak and sick. They will never, ever go after a soaring, healthy eagle. They will go after the weak ones. And they will also... Not the sick ones, but the good, the healthy ones will come down to that eagle that's sick, that can't fly, and they'll protect them. And they will also bring that eagle fresh meat every single day until that eagle is better. And that's what I needed during that time. I needed fresh meat for my friends, even if they didn't know it. I needed protection during this time, every single time that it was hurtful and painful. And so, you guys, I'm serious. You need community. Don't hide. Don't let this be something you go through by yourself. You need community. And so that's kind of the tools that I wanted to leave you guys with tonight. You know, some of those things, you can just give praise and thanks, and you can just see just God come through. Another tool that you can use is you can stand on His promises. Blessed are those who are mourning, for He will bring, what is it? For he'll, they will be comforted. That's a promise. You will be comforted by our Lord Jesus Christ. Tool number three, we can ask God to come into those memories that hurt. Have you ever asked God to do that? Tool number four, we have four doors that can be opened or shut. Are your doors open? Is there hatred? Is there unforgiveness in your life? And tool number five, we need community. And so I I just want to talk a little bit about what we're going to be doing next. Um, as a group, we're going to soak. And what I mean by soak is that I'm going to rattle off some questions. And then during the soaking time, I want you to ask God one of those questions and then be quiet. I don't want to hear praying. I don't want to hear anything else. I want you guys to receive what God wants to tell you tonight. And so um, if something tonight kind of triggers something in you, of, oh yeah, I, something hurts inside of me. Oh, that memory. The memory of my friend betraying me. The memory of what happened when I was a child. Anything like that that's coming up right now. Let's, let's go before God and see what he wants to do. Because your hurt may not look like mine, but we have the same God. And he knows what to do with that. So the first question for some of you would be, is there something that you want to heal me from tonight? And then I want you to wait and listen. The next memory will be, is there a memory that God wants to show himself into? Some of you may need to ask that tonight. And then I want you to wait and listen. And you guys, don't forget, a memory is a, a memory is something remembered. So it can be a few minutes ago, two years ago, to when you're a baby, really. 
For others, you already know that the memory that you have hurts. And so I want you to ask God, is there anyone that I need to forgive tonight? And then wait and listen. For some of you, you may have already forgiven that person, but the pain is still there. And I want you to ask God, where was he? Ask him to come into that memory. Because sometimes God just wants to fill his presence up and show you what a great God he is. For some of you, you may be like, I can't relate, and that's okay. I'm just going to ask that you just quietly intercede during this soaking time. Could I have the, the people that we're going to sing come up, please? What's going to happen is um, we are going to have a little instrumental music. And then we are going to sing in the Spirit. And then what I mean by sing in the Spirit is that the Holy Spirit inside of us is going to sing a song that we have no clue about. And we're going to sing it to God. And during this time while we're singing in the Spirit and everything like that, and I don't mean, don't get freaked out about that. And that's okay if you don't really understand what's going on right now. Because what we're going to do is afterwards, and if you need to ask questions, we definitely want to try and answer them for you. So make sure you ask some, anyone if, if you have a question about singing the Spirit and that kind of thing. But during this time while we're soaking, it'll be just for a few minutes. Um, I'm going to repeat these questions for you, and then I want you to wait and listen. So say it in your heart. You can say it out loud. You can you know, whisper it. It doesn't matter. Do your own thing, but just be quiet afterwards and just wait and listen. And then after a while, I'm just going to say a quick prayer, and then... We'll be done, okay?
God, where were you in that? God, would you show me? we don't even know. God, I just ask right now that any memory that's been taunting people, any memory that has had so much pain that it's almost even hard to look at, God, would you be their strength tonight? Would you just send down your healing touch? God, would you begin to do a deep work in their heart? Would you show them, Lord, that there is freedom? Would you show them, Lord, that you are a good father? God, I pray for those that is having such a hard time forgiving. The hurt that they experienced, the pain that they have felt has been unbearable. God, would you send your spirit down, fill them up with a spirit of forgiveness, that your spirit would just teach them how to release them back to you. God, there are people here that knew exactly what I was talking about when I said there's a memory where there's pain, where there's fear, and where there's hurt.
And I just pray that during this time after, that you would just continue just to minister. Lord, I ask for an unnumbing of the heart tonight. Lord, that the places that have just been left almost dead, that you would bring life into that again. And that they could experience new life, a new water, new wave, Jesus. New eyes, new ears, a new heart. Lord, you have the ability to meet everyone where they're at. So I ask that for tonight, Jesus.